How do you define truth? The dictionary definition is the facts about something, the things that are true, the quality or state of being true, a statement or idea that is true or accepted as true. My definition is a combination of facts, thoughts, feelings, and experiences that make up the world of me. Figuring out how to embrace the truth of who I am and articulate it to others through words, actions, and interactions hasn't always been easy. Today, I want to share a segment of my truth with you. I'm Alicia Caldwell, the mental fitness coach and the host of the Me, Myself, and Her podcast, where issues that challenge the mental fitness of women leaders take the spotlight. From a very young age, we are slowly but surely conditioned to suppress who we really are. As children, we were told to stop being so loud, sit still, raise your hand, pay attention, or be more like your older brother or sister. We are taught to conform and hide the beauty of our free-spirited nature. I don't know if that was your experience, but I recall as a young child being told children are meant to be seen and not heard. My question to you, is early conformity still muting your authentic voice? Are you still holding on to recordings that someone said to you five, 10 plus years ago, and those messages are still shaping who you are as a woman today? Consciously or unconsciously, we may still be hindered by a fear of saying the wrong thing and facing reprimand and judgment from others in the same way we may have experienced it as children. But now that we are adults, that fear may look different. The fear may look like having something important to say, but choosing to stay silent, saying one thing, but you really mean another. Talking but not self-disclosing important thoughts, feelings, beliefs, values, needs, and desires. Feeling like other people's opinions are more important than your truth. Now that we're adults, we may not fear getting in trouble, but we fear judgment. And that manifests differently, but it still has an impact on how we speak or whether or not we speak our truth. Getting to a place of deciding that my truth is worthy of coming off mute, it was a process. It's not something that happened overnight. In fact, it took years for me to feel comfortable sharing authentically who I am, how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about, and even my opinions on certain topics, because sometimes we're speaking opinions and not necessarily the truth. But being comfortable in that space was a process. And today I want to give you a a little bit of a blueprint as far as evolving into living more authentically out loud. Now, this change that I'm talking about can be intimidating and you may be met with resistance from others because change can be hard even when it's for the good. The truth here is you may lose some relationships as you allow your voice to be heard. An increase in conflict may occur as family, friends, and colleagues push back against your newfound freedom to think, feel, and communicate. Be prepared for the pushback. Be prepared for the conflict. On the blog at livelikeher.com, I share an article about conflict resolution. So that is one step to get you brushed up on your conflict resolution skills. Now, ideally, you will start coming off mute, speaking your truth, and relationships will continue to go well and thrive. But the reality that I've experienced is when you speak your truth, those who are afraid to speak their own or those who are not comfortable hearing and experiencing the reality 
of your truth, they, they may give you some pushback. The next question I have for you is, how will the response or reaction of others affect you? The reason I ask is for preparation purposes. If you know that you tend to be a people pleaser, you don't like for people to be upset or frustrated with you, so you go out of your way to conform and do what others want you to do to keep the peace. You want to prepare for the disruptions. So if you know that speaking your truth is going to create frustration or may piss some people off, you can prepare for that. I believe the journey to becoming and accepting the truth of who you are is a gift. It's a gift to you and it's a gift to those who you allow the opportunity to get to know the real you. It's been a blessing in my life to feel confident and courageous enough to say what I'm thinking and feeling. And it's not something that I do all the time. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Speaking your truth doesn't mean that at every turn you're telling people what's on your mind, but it does mean when there's something important to you or when you're asked a question or when you're living and going through your day-to-day interactions that you show up authentically authentically and express your truth when appropriate. Being truthful does not mean pushy, rude, or opinionated. It does mean assertive honesty about your thoughts and feelings when asked or compelled to share. Being a powerful truth teller involves discernment. Just because it's the truth and you can say it doesn't mean you should. Telling the truth at the wrong time and in the wrong way is bad for relationships, and I'd recommend that you avoid that. The best truth tellers share their thoughts with love, kindness, and relationship building in mind. Don't get me wrong, I don't always get this part right. Sometimes I tell the truth, but it's hurtful. And that's not my intention, but how I say it, my tone, and the timing can have that impact. No matter the reason that your truth has been on mute, let's discuss some ways to gradually turn up the volume. The first way is to prepare in advance. No matter what I'm normally talking to you about, preparation is something that I encourage before you start making changes in your life. That means before you start telling other people your truth, why don't you start with you? Writing your truth is a good first step to building clarity and confidence, and it also pulls back the layers of what you think, what you believe, how you feel, and once you have it organized in your mind, you can share it more constructively with others. It also forces you to pause and reflect, reflect on how you got to the place of not speaking your truth and visualize the changes that you want to make. So during your time of reflection, pay attention to your emotions. If it's difficult to write a specific truth, imagine how hard it will be to speak it. You may not want to share the areas that trigger strong emotions until you practice smaller truths first. That way your voice of truth is more seasoned and then you may feel more comfortable exploring deeper levels of self-disclosure. Your confidence is going to be built with practice, so let's discuss starting with the small truths. Look for daily opportunities to practice. This can start with embracing your truth in very simple daily interactions. When a friend calls and asks you to hang out and you don't feel up to it, say so. When your husband asks if you're in a bad mood and you are, tell him about it. When a colleague asks how you're doing, give a brief but honest answer that goes beyond good or fine. 
And lastly, if people are talking and you have nothing to add to the conversation, stay silent. There have been times when I participated in conversations that were exhausting. I would dive into the conversation, give commentary, and go into the discussion when really I could have just stayed silent and been the good listener. I don't think people would have cared one way or the other, but I would feel sometimes that social etiquette required that I engage verbally. It is okay to be silent and a good listener versus pouring into conversations that you really don't know about or you don't have the energy for. And my last point, notice your inner critic. You know who she is. She's that inner voice that dares you to mess up so she can judge, criticize, and demean you. Don't be surprised if she turns up the volume as you decide to step into your truth. When you recognize that your inner critic has arrived, actively escort her to the door. And here are a few ways you can give her the boot. First, fact check the thought you're having with accurate information. So if the inner critic is saying, why did you say that? You should have just kept quiet. Fact check that and think to yourself, was that an important thing for me to stand up for and give information about? And you can start fact checking whether or not the inner critic of being stupid, not good enough is accurate based on who you are, what your purpose is and who you know yourself to be. The second thing is see every challenging situation as a learning experience versus a failure. I am either going to learn or succeed. Those are my two options. So if something doesn't go right, I say something and maybe it was true, but I said it the wrong way and now someone is upset with me. I have an opportunity to learn from that experience and say, you know, next time I'm going to ask, is this a good time for us to talk versus diving into the conversation? Next, reframe the inner judgment with words of affirmation. Whatever the negative thought is, pair it, partner it with something that counteracts the negativity. For example, if you're saying, I should have stayed quiet, you can affirm yourself by saying, my truth is important and when it is necessary, I will speak it. And lastly, work with your therapist or life coach on positive self-talk that helps to silence your inner critic. He or she can hold you accountable for practicing positive self-talk and other strategies that can help keep you moving forward in truth instead of getting stuck on silent. You can't fail at being yourself, but that doesn't mean others will accept the beauty of who you are. You get to decide how far, how fast, how deep your truth will reach into your relationships. And at the end of the day, the most important relationship to explore your truth is with you. Everyone else will be blessed by the ripple effect. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found value in the conversation. Keep in mind that the information shared is not a substitute for services from a licensed mental health provider or medical professional. To read the blog version of this conversation, go to my website at livelikeher.com and check it out. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at livelikeher2 and on Facebook at livelikeher. Join me again next week for another conversation about who we are, who we want to be, and how to become her. Her.